Hello! Thank you for listening to the Seemingly Innocuous Podcast. This is a brand new podcast, uh, and the purpose of this podcast is to tell interesting stories behind the objects that most of us come across almost daily. My name is Stephen Thompson, and with this podcast, I'm hoping to change the way you see some of the most mundane aspects that you come across on a regular basis. All of the copies of these stories can be found in my blog, seemingly-innocuous-items.blogspot.com. Today's episode one, Graham Crackers. Sylvester Graham was born on July 5th, 1794. His father died when he was only two years old. Three years later, his mother was deemed to be insane and institutionalized. The sickly young Sylvester was passed along to relatives and friends that neither had the time nor the inclination to care for Sylvester. Likely this loneliness and frustration towards his health, along with resentment towards mental health maladies, had a lasting effect on Sylvester. Being passed along without even having a maternal or paternal figure to fill the void of consanguinity likely impacted him as well. He developed an unquenchable need for attention. He was often ridiculed by his contemporaries at Amherst College for his sycophantic behavior. And the cause that young Sylvester was most passionate about was food. Now, to understand this, one must know that a preoccupation with food as a cause for health-related issues was not new, especially in America. The generations before him believed in keeping a balance uh, with the temperature and moisture of, his, of a person's food uh, will, would keep that person healthy. Sylvester didn't believe in this moisture-temperature balance. This, uh, just so that the listener is aware, this is something called humors. It was practiced during George Washington's time period. But he did believe that food caused a change in behavior and health. During the resurgence of the temperance movement, Sylvester was adamantly against alcohol. He became a leading member of the Pennsylvania Society for Discouraging use of ardent spirits. This built him an audience, and he loved an audience. He went on to prove that the diets of the modern world, the meats and processed grains that people were gorging themselves with caused weakness and moral fortitude. These moral failings were causing failings within the body, and these failings of the body and soul were visible. As these moral failings became greater and greater, so too would be the physical degradation of the individual. Sylvester's discipleship grew, and as he gained the attention of more people, his boldness grew, and he would often spell out the moral degradations that were occurring in shocking ways, so much so that members of his congregation would often bring this up to other religious leaders as a complaint. He would speak about the moral degradation that masturbation had on an individual. This was a rather sensitive topic because of the provocative nature of the issue, especially during the time. He would argue that anybody could spot a masturbator because of their failing physical and mental health. He also claimed that there were too many niceties of modern civilization, such as too much flavor in food, too soft a mattress, temperature-controlled showers, or houses with heating. These niceties made people too soft morally and physically. He told his followers that men should not have sex until they were at, at least 30, 
and then they should have it at most once a month. To be fair, Sylvester adopted this idea from Samuel Tissot's book, Treaty on the Disease Produced by Onism, which explained that semen loss under any condition made a man sick. Failure to follow these orders would lead to indigestion, heartache, feebleness of circulation, pulmonary consummation, spinal disease, epilepsy, insanity, and early death of offspring. He also claimed that our adhering to his diet and exercise regime would allow his followers, called Grammites, to live to the age of 100. His demonization of processed grains attracted the IR bakers. He told his disciples that the only way to eat grain was to eat it unboiled and unprocessed. They were only to use unsifted high-fiber flour. All bread products should always be made by the individual and never bought. Of course, making this bread this way caused the bread to be brown and crunchy and extremely bland, which is where the graham cracker came from. But at the time, it didn't taste like modern-day graham crackers. It was extremely bland. His criticism of grain products caused a big problem for some people. You see, back then, as religious movements happened, it would often engulf large portions of the community. So it happened because an individual would be converted to the idea. That individual would share it with everybody they knew. All of these people would do the same thing. After a few iterations of this, everybody would know about the movement, and a lot of people would be influenced to follow, or at the very least, um, adopt some of the practices. As people swore off processed grains, this would ruin ba bakers. You see, one has to remember that back in that time, switching jobs was not easy for an individual, and there were not a lot of safety nets to fall back on. If a large amount of people were switching off processed breads, then bakers and their families would often suffer. They would close shop, often time Oftentimes, after having made a large capital investment to obtain all the necessary equipment, and with the absence of farmland and other employment opportunities, they would often be regulated to poverty for themselves and their future posterity. Needless to say, bakers were not happy. They saw this gram movement as a cancer that needed to be stopped. Oftentimes, Graham's followers and local bakers would come to blow because of this movement. On multiple occasions, police protection was needed for the congregation while he held his meetings. With time, Sylvester's following diminished. His followers became repelled because of his increasingly cantankerous nature. Opponents to him labeled him as crazy, and even his most devout followers became alienated by him. He stopped preaching in 1839 and went on to live a rather low-key life with his wife, Sarah Chester Earl Graham, and his two children, his daughter, Sarah Graham, born in 1828, and his son, Henry Earl Graham, born on, in 1833. Sylvester Graham failed to live to be 100 years old. He actually died at the age of 57. For the last couple of years of his life, he spent in deteriorating physical and mental health. Interesting, although probably not relevant to this story, 
In order to combat these issues, his doctor prescribed regular opium enemas. It was a more common practice back then than it is now among the medical profession, but who knows, maybe one day that will come back. Hopefully not. So what would Sylvester Graham think about the crackers that took his namesake? Well, most likely he would not have been liked them. First off, it was mass produced, it did not use unsifted flour, and it was too sweet. Fortunately, the graham cracker was not the only idea of his that survives today. He was one of the first advocates of brushing teeth daily. He also advocated drinking pure drinking water. This idea ended up saving the lives of many of his disciples because of a large-scale cholera epidemic at the time and locations in which he preached. So that was the end of my first podcast. We have many different ideas for podcasts in the future. However, if anybody that listens to this has an additional idea, please feel free to share it on the post on iTunes. We're really excited to hear from our listeners, and we hopefully we'll hear from you soon. This uh, project was brought to you by Scipio LLC, which is actually my own LLC. Um, we introduce educational apps, and we should be launching an educational app in December. It'll be a free app, so we really hope to that, to get uh, everybody on board with that. Um, just so look for that and, you know, go to iTunes, give us a rating. We're really looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening. And I apologize in advance for the sound quality. Um, we're using Audacity, which is great, but, you know, you get what you pay for and this is free. So hopefully in the future we should have better sound quality. Thank you again, and have a great day. Bye.